From the School of Communication at American University in Washington, D.C., this is Media in the Mix, a space where we explore topics in communication at the intersection of social justice, tech, and innovation, and popular culture. Hispanic Heritage Month, also known as Latino Heritage Month or Latinx Heritage Month, is an annual celebration from September 15th to October 15th, which celebrates the history and culture of Latino and Hispanic communities. This time commemorates how those communities have influenced and contributed to American society at large. In this episode, we examine the role of political correctness in an age of cultural identity by looking at how those in the Latino and Hispanic communities describe and define themselves versus how society and the media perceive their identity through the lens of School of Communication alumna Camila DeChalas. DeChalas is a senior DC politics reporter for Business Insider, where she covers issues related to the Justice Department and the federal courts. Previously, she worked at CQ Roll Call, where she covered the Department of Homeland Security and Immigration Policy. So in an age of extreme political correctness, but also one of accepting and showing strong cultural identity, would you say that there is a disconnect between how society and the media view people in the Latino slash Latinx community versus how people in that community see themselves? Yeah, I think like one of the biggest shifts we're seeing is that, you know, for so long, there's been so many stories commenting about how like the Latino group, especially when it comes to voting and things like that, that they're not this like monolithic group, right? No one term just defines them all. And so what you're kind of seeing now is this cultural shift of where a lot of groups are trying to really reclaim what their identity means and how they would like to define themselves. And I think the strongest argument you hear is that the Latino community is so diverse. And so when you're talking about this community to not just give this broad statement, identifying them one way, I think it's just important to acknowledge that there's multiple ways you can identify this community. Yeah, I love that you said that this community is not a monolith because no community really is. And how you just said that there's so many different ways to identify people and even just like how they look, how they sound, their hair texture, all these different things. And so I want to know from you, how would you identify your own self? Yeah, I think, you know, kind of over your years, I think it's it's really important because, right, how people identify you, but then most importantly, how you identify yourself. And I really identify as being Afro-Latina and really acknowledging the roots that I'm from. You know, my mom's side of the family is from Puerto Rico, and they have indigenous and also European roots. And then also my father's like from the Caribbean. And so the way I identify myself, I think there's this acknowledgement of, you know, it's one way of how other people identify you. But then I think they're just reclaiming that people are trying to do saying, you know, this is how I want I identify myself and this is the identity or this is the term that I really identify with. Yeah, absolutely. And so even in talking about terms and identification, there is this age-old question or age-old debate of defining the terms Hispanic and Latino. I know different people have different definitions and understandings of these terms, especially because they're not synonymous, although, you know, sometimes they're used interchangeably. But in your own words, how would you describe or differentiate the two? Yeah, I think that's really interesting, especially when it comes to describing Latino community, is that the term has really shifted throughout the the years and the decades. You know, you saw before in the 1990s that in order to refer to this community, you often said Hispanic. And the word Latino was really adopted more in the 1990s. And now you kind of see in like the 2000s, the word Latinx. There's a lot of ways you can really define it. And it changes depending on who you ask. 
you know, a lot of people think that saying Latino is only identifying people that are from Latin America. And the word Hispanic is just identifying everyone who may have those roots or, you know, that speaks Spanish. I think it really does change depending on who you ask and what that word means to them. But right now, I think that both terms, like, you know, the Pew Research Center said that only 3% of people really identify with the term Latinx. And the most popular that people use is Latino. But I think, you know, it's interchangeable and depending on who you talk to and who they feel like, no, you know, this really identifies with, you know, the era that you grew up in and how you identify yourself or the people around you. But the most used term is really Latino. Gotcha. So I love that you brought up the the research from Pew Research, because I actually was going to bring that up as well. And so I know kind of mirroring what you said that only 3% of people who self-identify as Hispanic or Latino use the term. And so only 23% of those who identify as Hispanic or Latino claim to have even ever heard the term, which I think is really interesting. So what do you think that this statistic tells us about the term Latinx? I think, you know, asking different communities, it means different things to them, you know, especially reading about why certain Latinos in the LGBTQ community really identify with the term of Latinx is because that really doesn't assume someone's gender identity and that it is gender neutral. And so for a lot of people or a lot of activists, they feel like, you know, I identify with this because it's not assuming um, the gender and nobody's putting that gender identity uh, placed onto me. I think it's still a relatively new term. And depending on who you ask, I mean, some people feel that it's not what they identify with, that this is not really emblematic of who they are and how they identify with. I think it really just depends on, you know, what your preference is. But I think the biggest thing is that there's no right or wrong answer. I think it's really to really define, like, how do you see yourself and how do you want to present yourself and what term you really identify with? I think it's interesting that you said there's no right or wrong answer, but I feel like in society and culture, we're kind of like, okay, well, this is the right answer, or this is the wrong answer, and this is how you should identify someone. And so kind of help people out who are not a part of the Latinx community as to how we should identify people who are a part of that community. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I hear time and time again is that all you have to do is ask. You know, ask someone how they would like to be identified because it really can range. Some people do not want to subscribe to the word Latino because it already assumes a gender there or Latina is referred to women who identify as a Latina. Latino is for men. It's more masculine. And so I think the biggest thing I hear time and time again is just kind of to ask before you write or talk about a certain community or you're referring to someone's ethnicity to really ask them beforehand because maybe it's different. I think the divisiveness, especially like where you're from, a lot of people think that the term Latinx, besides there this being this debate about gender neutrality, is also just saying that, you know, this was placed upon me, nobody asked me. And so I think for people who don't know about the debate and how contentious it can get, I think the easiest thing you can do to kind of avoid some pitfalls is really asking the community that you're covering or asking someone if you're saying this is a Latino person or they identify as being Latino to really ask what identity they feel comfortable with you writing or talking about beforehand. That's really good. All it takes is a simple question. And even how you just talked about the debate of which term to use and how sometimes that can be a little nerve wracking or even confusing for people, let alone who identify in that community, but outside of the community as well. And so a few weeks ago, LA Times columnist Jean Guerrero 
uh, faced a lot of Twitter backlash after referring to the Hispanic and Latino community as Latinxes. And so I want to hear from you, what are your thoughts on the whole debate in that particular instance? Yeah, that was a really tough one because, you know, I heard it best from this professor that was talking about the debate is that there's not going to be one word that can really encapsulate the Latino community that everybody is going to be on the same consensus saying, yes, this is how we identify with. I mean, there are people saying they're Latino, they want to actually say their nationality. Like, I am Colombian or I am Peruvian. You know what I mean? That's not just saying this broad landscape. It's just really, it's so diverse. And so I think what you saw a lot of that was that a lot of people weighed in saying, you know, I don't identify, this is not, the community doesn't identify with this word. And it really became, you know, this kind of this debate about what term do you really use to describe this community? And in that case, she was describing, you know, Latinos that are from the state of California. And that's their experience, especially in that state or how they identify themselves really may differ depending on what groups you're talking to. And so there was a lot of backlash, but it also just really reignited this conversation of, of, of groups reclaiming of how they want to identify themselves and what they really see a term encapsulating. Some people People say that, you know, the term Latino is really antiquated, that it doesn't really identify or it doesn't really encapsulate how diverse the community really is. And I think it really just differs on opinion. And I think there's really no right or wrong way. I think there's not going to be one term that everybody agrees with. Absolutely. Even in that, looking at some of the responses that she got, I saw one that particularly stood out to me. And one Twitter user said, if a political group uses the term Latinx, it's a telltale sign that they're not in touch with Hispanic Americans. And I kind of just wanted to get your opinion on that. If there's truth to that, if it's a little bit more nuanced, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, you know, going back to that Pew Research Center and their study of how many people actually identify or use that term when describing themselves, and they said only 3%. I think that's what what they were really referring to that tweet is that people on average, when asked on the street or things like that, they don't really say Latinx. But then I also just don't want to exclude groups who do embrace that term saying that this is really identified with. I think that, you know, if you talk to 10 different groups, you might get 10 different answers of how they identify themselves. Maybe they don't want to be identified as being Latino and want to really talk about their nationality instead. And that's okay as well. You can't just use one term and everybody's going to be okay with that. But I think on average, studies do show that more people identify with being Latino or Hispanic rather than um, the term Latinx because it's still relatively new and people are still trying to define what that means for them when used in the context of describing themselves. For sure. And so as someone who is a journalist who has previously covered the Latino community regarding immigration and policy, who identifies as Afro-Latina herself, how have you seen people feel about using the term Latinx and how do you feel about using that term? Yeah, I see it get really heated. I mean, I have these conversations almost daily with family members, but also when covering, you know, voting and just even covering the community and how they tend to vote. I think it's just really important time again to be very conscious of the groups that you're talking about, but then really keeping in mind how diverse it is. I kind of tend to fall in the group of not saying that, you know, using the term Latinx or Latino, there's not really a difference, but I think it just really encapsulates whatever term, even if you're using the term Latino, is that, you know, people might identify by being Afro-Latino or, you know, more with their roots of their nationality rather than talking about their ethnicity. And so I think that's something really important just to keep in the conversation is that everybody can identify themselves differently. And as a journalist, I think through my lens is just, you know, taking the extra time to really understand that and really understand how diverse this community is and even how they identify themselves and just, you know, talking about every community, just not placing one term on them to just define everyone. 
And so even in your line of work, working in media, covering these different communities, would you say that there is a more appropriate term to use that kind of is all encompassing? Uh, Because I know you said it might differ on like region or how people identify. And so it can kind of get a little hard, I would assume, to, you know, cover this and be like, oh, someone over here is using this term, Latino, someone's using Latinx, someone's using this other term, Hispanic. So would you say there's a more appropriate term? Yeah, I think still to this day, the most commonly used word is Latino. I think the word Latinx is still gaining momentum and steam, and there's still a lot of active conversations about what that word or that term really means to individuals and why they should embrace it or why people should kind of get on the bandwagon more. But I think what you see in the news outlets more commonly referred to is talking about the Latino community rather than using the words Hispanic or Latinx. It's not to say those words are wrong, but I think just looking at studies of how more people identify themselves with that term. It's just a term we use now. I think definitely if, you know, for a story and if I was talking to someone and asking them, how do you identify is really important. And if they said Latinx to put that in the story, because, you know, how individuals identify themselves can be very different when you're talking to a group of 30 people rather than an individual one. But I think what you see kind of widely used now is the word Latino. But I have started seeing more news organizations shift to using the term Latinx when describing certain communities. And not to say that's wrong, but I think it's a very conscious decision to use that and I think there has to be a lot of reasons behind that but just the rationale behind that too would make sense so what about your news organization what term do you guys use what term do you use as a journalist who's covering this Yeah, we use um, Latino a lot to kind of describe when we're talking about the voter demographic and in politics, particularly, there's a lot of active conversations right now going on of, you know, how legislation or policies really impact the Latino community. So we do see ourselves using that word more. I think also talking about younger generations that identify themselves as being Latinx, we do a really great job of using that terminology as well. But for the most part, I think especially talking about politics, we do use Latino. And so do you think that the media can do a better job of accurately identifying and showcasing cultural communities without, you know, making assumptions about those groups? And that can be any group, whether they are Latino, Asian, Black, Indigenous people. A hundred percent. I think even with this conversation of how do you properly identify yourself, I think part of the culture shift is because a lot of the younger generations really want to reclaim what their identity means to them and what terms they want to be referred to as. And so just as much as there's this kind of culture shift happening with the term, the undercurrent is that you know, the younger generations are really picking this up and creating this momentum of just even challenging the way that people have described this community. And so I think that's really important, right? You see that older generations more tend to identify themselves as Hispanic, you know, the younger generation or just even more younger people identify as Latinx, depending on what communities they are. So I think, you know, while there's this culture shift happening, and it really is important of who you're talking to, I think just as journalists and news organizations, we need to be more mindful of that and really asking those really critical questions when we are talking about this community to really put into context and really let our readers know, you know, that taking the extra step or the extra mile to really get that right, especially when covering these communities. Have you ever had to have like, you know, conversations with your editors or other people um, who you work with your coworkers about what this looks like for any type of people group, like these conversations of identity? 
Yeah, I think right now, especially just given there's a really big culture shift happening in newsrooms about being more conscious and really covering underrepresented communities. And just within covering underrepresented communities, you have to have really critical conversations of how to cover them, how to accurately describe them and things like that. And so I've seen it in different forms in different ways, but really think it comes down to asking really critical questions, double checking with the people you're talking to, to make sure that you're using the correct terminology the correct way to, to really describe someone. And so I think it's really crucial at this time, especially when you want to include more voices in your coverage and really do a great job. And so I kind of see a time again, whether it's in my newsroom or others, but there's everybody taking kind of the extra step to make sure that they give it right and make sure that they're doing their due diligence when describing these very diverse communities. So even being part of several underrepresented communities just in the embodiment of how you identify yourself, is it hard for you to bring these issues up? I think I'm very fortunate at Business Insider that they're very open-minded and they understand the importance that this is to really get this right, especially at this really critical juncture right now that's happening in newsrooms. And so talk to other colleagues at different places like this now really is the time to, especially you're coming up on an upcoming election and you really want to cover how these groups may vote or, you know, things like that and how they feel about certain candidates. So I think now's the time that they're very open to, you know, um, critique or just like being mindful about how to accurately describe these communities. And so, again, in your line of work, have you ever experienced the use of terms describing other racial or ethnic groups that have been similarly criticized? Yeah, I mean, not so much. I was covering immigration for a while, and even the way we tended to, you know, making sure that we're using the correct terminologies, I haven't really encountered any pushback. I think people being really receptive if I said, hey, we really need to cover this community like this, or let's just ask a second question just to double check if this person's comfortable with the way we're identifying them. And so I think I'm really grateful that I've been given, you know, kind of the room in order to make sure that I'm accurately portraying people's identities correctly. And so, I mean, as far as pushback, I think it's been more so an open conversation to make sure that our stories are accurately reflecting, you know, the diversity that we're trying to portray in our stories. And so it's never been really a pushback. It's been more just an open conversation of, you know, let's just double check one more time and things like that. But it's been really an all size in journalism. It's really coming to this culture shift. And I think it's like changing for the positive. I love that. And so, of course, as you know, it is Hispanic Heritage Month for Latino Heritage Month, Latinx Heritage Month, however you would like to celebrate this period of time. And so what is one thing you can share about your community that you love about it? I think I'm always in amazement that I learned just so many new things about just different cultures within the Latino community. I mean, you know, my mom's side is from Puerto Rico, but I always try to take time to try different foods in the Latino community, whether it's trying food from Honduras or from Peru and things like that, and just really educating myself about their culture. And I'm always just amazed at how diverse it is and how different it is. I'm comparing the different cultures and I just have another, you know, just more fondness for it, just like learning new things with it about this community. It's always like a real pleasure just to kind of learn new things about the Latino community and about the different cultures. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it was great having you on, Camila. I really appreciate having you. Thank you so much for having me. Media in the Mix is a production from the School of Communication at American University. Our podcast is available for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and wherever else you can stream podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn 
to see how our community is changing media one step at a time. Catch you on the next one.